How's that for a Sunday episode intro? Are you digging it? Because I am. You'll never get tired of hearing the amazing voice of your charming hostess, Sarah Adewali. Again, I do not know what episode I am at right now. Somewhere along the way of doing this podcast, I lost track of which episode is which. I failed to keep track of the numbers, so don't be disappointed, y'all. The previous Sunday episode I did, I called that episode 39. So naturally, I'm going to call this one episode 40. For now, I promise I'll try to make time to go through each of my episodes on Anchor and Spotify and figure it out. And speaking of Anchor, I am recording directly on the Anchor app right here on my phone. So bear with me, y'all, because... Anchor apparently has some unwritten rule about having a one-hour recording time limit, so once I get closer to that time frame, I'll try my best to do what I can. But anyway, this episode won't be too long. At least I should hope not. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the YWCA Camp Talent Show. In the previous Sunday episode, I talked about what my fellow co-workers and campers did for me on my birthday and the camp talent show just happened to take place on that day. I'll talk more about that here in this episode. It won't be too long I promise. (laughs) I know I keep saying that but I am being honest about not taking up so much of your time. So yeah, about the YWCA Dumont Camp Talent Show. That took place on my birthday, August 5th. So more details about the talent show. It is a camp event that was actually organized by the music specialist. So it's the girl who taught music to the campers. This girl is about three years younger than me and I've been trying very hard to look her up on LinkedIn and social media, but to no avail. But anyway, she seemed very nice. She did say that she was studying music at college, but I forgot where she said she was attending school. But yeah, this girl was pretty nice and amazing. She was good at playing the guitar, and she always brought hers to camp every day when teaching music to the campers, you know, all of the campers. She would play she would also play some songs off her phone. Again, kids bop music and Disney songs and just songs that are appropriate for children at a school or camp setting. <clears throat> so when she taught music class, it was more interactive than like an actual lecture at an actual school. So she would make some campers sing to some of the songs and even dance to the music in the classrooms at that elementary school building where the Dumont camp took place. For my group 1B, so campers between the ages of 5 through 7, she would make them dance around the classroom. Um, But we would have to first move the tables and chairs around like 
off to the side a little bit so that the campers can have more physical room to like dance around their classroom. And so when she was teaching music to my group 1B, it was usually in the afternoon period, the time after all the general campers' lunchtime period. Um, So that was about 12.30. That's when their lunchtime finished. So from 11.45 to 12.30, that's the actual, like, camp lunch lunchtime for all the campers if I would estimate that to be the accurate timing of it so yeah after lunchtime there would be all the afternoon like activities on the schedule from taught by all the specialists like art music stem yoga and sports and so for my group 1b specifically immediately after lunch it was music class with this girl the music specialist And so she was one of the specialists who had to come to each camper's classroom to teach the lessons. Yeah, so she would be the ones to want to come to the classrooms. Um, The only specialist we ever had to like go to see for our activity was the yoga specialist, the woman who taught yoga in the gym. So we would all have to like line up to go meet with the yoga woman in the gym. But for the other like subjects like art, music, STEM, and sports, those specialists would be the ones to come into our assigned classrooms to prepare to teach the campers. Um, So for my group 1B specifically, like immediately after the campers' lunchtime was over, um, if we were having lunch in our assigned classrooms, then the music specialist would come over to our room with their guitar and prepare to teach the class. And on Fridays, when we had pizza Fridays, like pizza for lunch, um, so there would be pizza boxes that were ordered by the two assistant camp directors and the camp manager himself. All of us campers, all the campers would assemble in the gym set up as a cafeteria by the custodians for lunchtime. And so when lunchtime was over then on a Friday, the assistant directors would announce for the counselors and campers to return to their assigned classrooms. And so the camp groups who had yoga class immediately after lunchtime would remain in the gym for the yoga specialist uh, to come over to teach the class. Um, But the custodians would obviously have to set back all the tables and benches to make room for the campers who had yoga class at the time. And so my group 1B immediately after lunchtime, we had music class with the music specialist. And so on a Friday, the assistant directors would announce us counselors in all the groups to line up to go back to our classrooms and be prepared for the specialists to come over. So for group 1B, once we all like went back to our classrooms, um, the music specialist would come over to us. And so in my group 1B, um, there are three of us counselors, all women. Um, the black girl, um, this girl um, who sort of serves as their lead counselor because she's the one like directing everything and giving them commands and such and so yeah 
And then there's also a Hispanic woman who kind of joined our group a few weeks into the program. And and she and I both assisted this girl, the black girl, into like being counseling this group. So we were just sort of the assistants and this black girl like was the lead counselor. And yeah, so now that it was three of us, we would take turns for lunch break. And so during music class with this music specialist, um, the black girl counselor would go for her lunch break. So that would leave me and the Hispanic woman with the campers, with the with the campers and the music specialist teaching the class. So I was always around when the music, whenever the music specialist was around to teach the class and would plan activities like the type of dance moves and songs that the campers would perform for the talent show. <clears throat> the talent show was pre-recorded, so the campers' parents and guardians didn't necessarily have to like physically show up to camp to watch any performance. And so by pre-recorded, um, I mean that the music specialist captured each and every single moment of all the campers' fun on her camera and tripod, taking lots of photos and videos of the camp fun, like, which also included the involvement of us staff, like counselors and specialists and all the fun games and activities. And yeah, that also included the Camp Olympics week, um, which I talked about that one time in that episode. Um, the Camp Olympics week was one of the activities featured in the video of the talent show. So it wasn't just about singing and dancing to a song. It was a compilation of every week of fun at the Dumont camp, including the song and dance. As for the song and dance, the music specialist would ask each camp group to suggest the songs they would like to dance to. Um, the songs, of course, had to be appropriate for kids at a school or camp setting, so it had to be clean versions of popular songs, so not songs that included any profanity or dirty language and all that other adult stuff. <laughs> so each camp group did different songs, like only one song per group, um, depending on their age level. Um, so for my group 1B, for one example, um, they danced to the song How Far I'll Go, which is a song performed by Moana in the movie. <laughs> and so the music specialist would first play the song in, it, in its entirety and have the campers dance only to the first verse, the pre-chorus, and the actual chorus. Not the whole entire song, but just those first beginning parts of that song. Yeah. And she was able to like perfectly choreograph the moves that the campers had to do for those certain parts in the song. <laughs> so slightly off topic, but Moana was one of the movies that the 1B campers saw. I did mention in a previous episode that the Hispanic woman counselor would often bring her laptop to the school so that 
she could find a movie for the 1B campers to watch and they could pick and choose whichever they wanted to watch. Movies, of course, that were appropriate for camp or school, so obviously nothing that included sex or violence or any, like, adult themes in it, no. So, yeah, the campers at one point chose to watch Moana. Um, that was one of the movie choices on that woman's um, laptop. Um, and that was the one of the movies that I definitely saw on my own at some point. Um, I think it was at my local movie theater or something. I don't remember anymore. But anyway, I really enjoyed watching it the first time and even more so watching it the second time with these campers. I think we can all unanimously agree that Moana is one of the best Disney movies that's ever been released. I mean, that's just my opinion, but these campers seem to love it. But then again, they loved all Disney and Pixar movies because most of those films were appropriate for their age and the type of films for these kids to like watch along with their families at home and such. But yeah, onto the talent show. Um, the music specialist during her music class lesson times would make the campers rehearse for the talent show by practicing in the gym um, because the gym obviously was large enough physically to like have the dance practice. Um, but the gym, of course, would often be occupied by the yoga specialist woman teaching yoga to a certain group of campers at certain times depending on their schedules um, so what I believe would happen was that the camp manager would allow the two specialists to share the gym and teach their classes simultaneously um, obviously the gym was large enough to fit everyone um, enough room for the campers to like move around for their dance practices um, so the custodians would have would have put up the tables and benches to like provide more of that physical space for everyone. Um, the yoga specialist would teach her class at one side of the gym and the music specialist teach her class on the other side. Um, no camper from either class should distract the other campers in the other class or classes, depending. And yeah, because the yoga specialist was very strict about distractions during yoga class um, because yoga is supposed to be a time of meditation and keeping quiet for kids so the campers obviously knew better than to be loud and distracting during the yoga class so that was just the rule like we the specialists couldn't like distract each other and neither could the campers in each assigned group distracting the other campers like chatting with their friends or whatnot <laughs> no <laughs> so yeah i'm just gonna give myself a quick water break right here so just hang in there y'all <clears throat> sorry about that here I am. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, so as I was saying before, um, the music specialist would play her 
music on her phone, which included the song choice of each camp group. And so for my group 1B, the Moana song, How Far I'll Go, was what the music specialist would play on her phone to have the campers dance to. Again, not the whole entire song, but just only those first few parts in the beginning, like the pre-chorus, the first verse, like, yeah. Yeah, so she would choreograph the moves, and she did a pretty amazing job at it. Like, I gotta say, the Wambi campers were really excited about the talent show. I would say that they were probably one of the camper groups who showed the most enthusiasm about the talent show. Not to say that the other campers and other groups didn't, um, but I saw a lot of the enthusiasm and the excitement in 1B. Like, they were just, like, eager to, like, dance and sing. <laughs> and they loved Moana and that song particularly. Like, um, But then again, they were the second to youngest age group of campers. So they're obviously at that age of displaying excitement very easily. And if I were to rate the that enthusiasm level on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the lowest level of enthusiasm, I would say that 1 is the perfect enthusiasm level displayed by group 4 slash 5. Um, so that is the oldest age group of campers um, between the ages of 9 through 12. I know I've probably explained this before, um, but the reason I call them group four slash five is because they were one combined group. Group four specifically consisted of campers ages nine through ten, and group five consisted of campers ages eleven through twelve. And so since there were more campers who fell in the age range of 9 through 10 than 11 through 12, um, the two assistant camp directors and the camp manager himself decided to have those two groups combined as one large group. Um, In that group, there was at least only one 11-year-old camper, I think. I don't know if he's the only one. 11 year old or maybe there were a few others I don't remember but there wasn't really that many of them 11 or 12 year olds and there was only two 12 year old girls and those two 12 year old girls were the oldest campers in the whole Dumont camp and the oldest in that group specifically and those two girls looked were tall and looked pretty mature for their age so and along with that 11 year old boy um they were both they were placed specifically in group five and um the reason i speak a little bit for group four slash five um it's because i was initially the assigned counselor for that group um before the black assistant director decided to have me permanently assigned to group 1B, you know, working alongside the black girl counselor who's their lead um, counselor and and a Hispanic woman counselor. Um, when I was initially with group 4 slash 5, I worked 
alongside the black guy counselor who served as their lead counselor, along with the LIT girl, a 13-year-old girl. And so, like I said before, an LIT is a leader in training or a counselor in training. You know, LITs are a group of 13 to 17-year-olds who are training to become counselors, um, you know, leader in training, as David, as it really stands for. Um, so basically, they served as assistants to the lead counselors of a particular um, camper group. Um, so for group four slash five specifically, um, since the black guy was the lead counselor and I was his assistant counselor, um, the 13-year-old LIT girl served as the counselor in training for the group, um, kind of assisting both this guy and me. Um, the LIT girl was literally a year older than those two 12-year-old girls in the group. Um, we had three LITs throughout the program, which I'll talk more about in another episode. Like, not right now. I don't want to, like, go way too off topic. Um, but I didn't, I didn't mind working for Group 1B, though. Like, I already had, like, prior summer camp experience working with kids at that age level and to be honest with y'all I'd say that kids between the ages of five through nine are the easiest to deal with and to look after Um, you know just because when they're at that age they're more innocent and stuff you know that for the most part the only flaw is that they often fail to listen to instructions (laughs) and you know I would see the black girl counselor just like try her best to like keep it together like when she was dealing with the likes of these campers like giving them commands like put your toys away and stuff like that like I do not know how she does it but she does she did her best and I really give her some credit for that and I think I give myself some credit for that as well like but you know still you know when they're at that age you know that it's easier because you know that at least they won't be disrespectful to you or anything. Like, they would follow your commands immediately without even resisting authority, like, or challenging authority. Should I say? I don't know. Like, my grammar sucks tonight, but hopefully you guys know what I mean. But yeah, that's what I really like. Um, I feel like if they ever reach the age of the group four slash five campers then they would maybe start to like be a little bit more smart mouthed and (laughs) disrespectful I guess no offense which is what I'll go into a little bit more like right now so at the time I considered myself to be extremely grateful that I was no longer the counselor for group four slash five um, because there was this one time, I think a week or two or so, or at least a few days before the talent show, um, obviously before my birthday, because um, it took place on my birthday, remember? Um, the campers were starting to be a bit disrespectful to the music specialist, you know, complaining to her that they didn't, like, want to, like, take part in the talent show, like, 
They just didn't want to. They didn't feel like it. And their reasoning is just, quote unquote, didn't feel like it anymore, you know, at the time. Like the motivation was no longer there. Like it wasn't really the same level of enthusiasm that the Group 1B campers displayed for the show. Like, yay, we're in the town show. Yay, we get to sing and dance. You know, stuff like that. Like, these guys, Group 4 slash 5, I mean, the older campers, like, they weren't that excited or thrilled for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I mean, they were initially excited about it at first. Um, because during those first two days when I was initially their counselor, like, before I got switch to 1B, I know they were certainly excited about the talent show, like, they were talking about some songs to perform, I think one person, one camper in the group said that they wanted to do a song by Doja Cat, like, yeah, you know, something like that, but it obviously had to be a clean version of one of her songs, like, I don't know if any of her songs include any, like, crude language or cursing in it, but it obviously needed to be a clean version, you know, for the sake of the camp and school. Yeah, so the level of excitement was there in the beginning. Um, I guess just, like, weeks into the camp, like, a few weeks before the camp was over. I'm not sure exactly what happened. Like, just the enthusiasm was no longer there for these kids. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I do not know why. Like, again, I wasn't their counselor anymore at this point in time. Like, it was just the two black counselors stuck with them so I wasn't sure like what changed like I don't know and so I noticed that that they were giving this music specialist a hard time this one time when I was on my lunch break on that particular day and it just happened to be one of those days where it wasn't really that hot or humid outside in fact I think that day was a little bit cloudy and a bit more chilly, you know. So, yeah, it wasn't so hot at all. And I don't remember anymore if it rained on that day. I mean, I guess it might have. But then again, it was just a cool and cloudy day overall. Um, Regardless, I still brought my denim jacket with me every day and wore it all the time. Um, I had been on my lunch break at the time. Like, I was on it my break at the time um but instead of having my lunch inside like in the office of the two assistant directors like I was eating like outside like I obviously went inside to like put in my name on the whiteboard to plug in my time of going on break like yeah I'm going on break at this so-and-so time so you know I get I get to like eat my food in front of the um campers and so when I say that I was eating outside um I meant that behind the school building, which you would access by going through the doors in the gym. Opening the doors in the gym would lead you to the blacktop field where the campers like would play with the chalks and ride on the ground, the grass area, and the basketball court all the way up in the front. On days that were less humid and hot, um, the camp assistant directors and the camp manager would allow the specialists to take the campers outside for their classes and to teach their classes outside, like music, yoga, STEM, arts, and art and sports. 
while sports obviously took place outside all the time. Like, yeah, just like general specialist classes that would take place indoors, like music, yoga, STEM, and art. Um, yeah, those specialists would sometimes take those campers outside, you know, on cold, cooler days, you know, just to, like get the fresh air and not just all be cooped up indoors in the building, <laughs> like, and, um, since the school had a closed doors policy and all the doors would lock immediately upon entering or exiting the building, in order to enter the building, you would have to either knock on the door and hope for someone inside to open the door for you, which I would do, like, pretty much every day, like, when I got to camp early and went into the gym to like see the two specialists and the blonde girl counselor on their pre-camp morning shift. Like I would knock on the gym door and one of them three would open the door for me. Yeah. Um, or the, and in some cases the assistant directors and the camp manager would leave a YWCA um, keychain on the door and um, in order to open the door, you had to turn the key to the right and hold open the door at the same time so that it would open immediately. Um, yeah, so in that case, when most of us, you know, staff members including, were outside watching the music specialist teach the class to the group four slash five campers um the door to the gym the doors to the gym were locked but one of the assistant directors kept the key to the door and even put even put a cone on by it so that it could be a jar so that it was more easily accessible so i didn't have to like knock on the door or anything it was a jar and it made it easier for me to like go in and come out yeah, so as I was eating my lunch, I was kind of overhearing the group four slash five campers sort of complaining about why they had to take part in the talent show. Again, this was like weeks after, like closer to the day of the talent show, my birthday. So yeah, they're just sort of questioning why they had to like participate in it. And the two black guy counselors for that group, they were present, but... I don't think the LIT girl for that group was there. Um, I think on that particular day, she was either absent or she'd been on vacation. Yeah, we staff were allowed to have off from camp, you know, camp just as long as we obviously let the camp manager and the assistant directors know ahead of time. So yeah, for group four slash five, it was the two black guy counselors, like, you know, in charge of the group. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it kind of felt a little bit bad for the music specialist because she is a really nice girl. She seemed very devoted to teaching music to campers and it showed through her love of guitar. She loved playing it during music class to play a song for the campers that they requested, like, for one example, Let It Go from Frozen, and etc. She did say that she was studying music at college, but 
As of now, I totally forgot which school she said she was attending. She's about three years younger than me, so I'm pretty sure she must have graduated by now. Anyway, she really is a very sweet girl, and she's obviously one of my co-workers who didn't mind my laughing at all. That's how great she is, and I found it to be pretty sad to know that a group of campers are giving her a hard time and disrespecting her for no reason at all, you know, by saying that they didn't want to, like, be a part of the talent show, like, I kind of felt her pain at that moment, um, because if I were in her shoes, um, teaching music to a group of campers, I'd want them to treat me with respect and not give me a hard-ass time. Yeah, it was at that time when she kind of excused herself to report the behavior to the camp manager himself. Um, Not the two assistant directors, you know, the black dude and the Hispanic girl about a year younger than me, but like the camp manager himself, um, the black dude who interviewed me for the summer camp position via Zoom. This guy is actually a pretty chill, laid-back dude. Somewhere probably like in his early 30s or something. And he himself is married and has two children. A pair of identical twin sons who were also registered for the camp as well. And those two twin boys were assigned to group 1A the youngest age group of campers and specifically for four-year-olds. So the camp manager often keeps an eye on his sons within that group um, because this man sometimes, you know, kind of fills in for group 1A. Um, But the three female counselors who are assigned to group 1A, you know, were the lead counselors in charge of watching over the four-year-olds within that group. Uh, yeah, including the twin boys. So, yeah, anyway, the music specialist girl reported the misbehavior of the group four slash five campers to the camp manager, and he came outside instantly to address their poor behavior by scolding them. I really love that the manager had this girl's back by letting these kids know who's boss, no pun intended, that you don't just go around disrespecting your authority figures, you know, like your teachers, camp counselors, camp specialists, etc. Uh, He made it very clear to these campers that they needed to treat us staff members with respect or there would be serious consequences, you know, um, reporting their behavior to their parents and guardians. I totally agreed 100% with the camp manager that there was really no reason at all for these kids to be rude to the music specialist. And I also thought that the two counselors in charge of their group, you know, the two black guys, you know, should have done should have 
should have probably done a lot more to make sure that these campers were treating the music specialist with respect and, you know, paying attention to her as she was teaching the class. Um, That's why I was grateful not to be there counselor anymore at that moment like the whole thing is just like no you do have to be a part of the talent show like you're signed up for camp so you know exactly what it is that your parents signed you up for like you don't really have an excuse to be rude to an adult teaching you a class like you have to take part in all camp activities and events like there's really no reason not to I mean I guess if it's for like a medical issue or for injuries. But yeah, generally speaking, at camp, all the campers are required to participate in all activities and events. Well, unless their parent or guardian says otherwise for any excusable reason, like if it's, you know, like I just said, like if it's for a medical issue, like if they were a little sick or something or had a fever yeah that's excusable or if they had like injuries like serious injury like a wrist injury or something yeah that's also explain that's also reasonable um but other than that if it's just like sheer stubbornness like oh i just don't want to i don't feel like it kind of thing that's not it an excuse at all and that's absolutely no reason at all for a camper to refuse to take part in any um, camp activity. And that kind of behavior issue would have to be addressed to the camp manager himself. The two assistant camp directors, you know, the black dude in his late 30s and the Hispanic girl who's about a year younger than me. Yeah. And also the behavior specialist sometimes when necessary. Yeah, I think I also talked about this before, but the behavior specialist at camp was this young Indian-American woman uh, who went off to Rutgers and, according to LinkedIn, has an amazing educational background in child psychology and social work. Um, This girl is, like, super nice, and she was such an amazing specialist. And that she would take her time to get into the minds of these campers to, like, learn more about the root of their bad behavior. Like, you know, for example, why they wouldn't want to, like, participate in a certain camp group or activity if it wasn't for, like, a medical or injury reason. It's just flat-out stubbornness, like, oh, I just don't want to, like... It's up to her to, like, figure out why these kids would want to, like, do that. Like, you know, like, what's running through your mind kind of thing. You know, like, should it have them, like, have a sit down with her, like, in her office? Um, Her office is, like, one of the rooms within the building. Like, when I walked past it, I could see that it's a pretty, like, small space. Like, it has, like, a lot of books there, like, occupied by whoever actually, like, works at that school, like, right now at this very moment, um, so she would only have room to see one camper at a time, sometimes two or three, but three is, like, the minimum of how many people she can see in her office, um, 
the campers didn't necessarily all have to come from like the same camp group like it could be different campers from different camp groups um it just kind of depended on what the situation was or who the camper was and their reasonings and stuff like that so like in this case particularly with the group four slash five campers was just stubbornness and plain laziness you know just you know i don't want to be a part of the talent show like literally none of them had any like medical reasons to like back out of participating in the talent show like it literally was just them being rude and disrespectful to authority for like no practical reason at all and um, I really like that the camp manager um, called them out on it and threatened to report their behavior to their parents and guardians. I like that he set the law for these campers and that he actually even made them apologize to the music specialist in front of him. And yeah, that was great. I like that. Like they all apologized to her, you know, at the same time, you know, like we're sorry miss and then her first name yeah and I think it made her feel better because then she was able to like continue to teach the class and you know since they were outside at the time um, that gave them plenty of room to like get into place to like rehearse for the talent show so they were still able to do that um Again, I was not the counselor for group four slash five anymore at that point. Um, it was the two black guys in charge of that. So I wasn't really sure, like, or nor do I remember anymore, like, what song that they chose to dance to. Um, but I definitely know group 1B's song. And obviously that's the Moana song, How Far I'll Go. Like, every camp group did different songs. I just wasn't sure, like, which group did which song. My memory has completely eluded me for that. But one thing for sure is that Group 1B did the song How Far I'll Go from Moana. And um, the point that I was trying to make with that, with the camp manager yelling at the Group 4 slash 5 campers, is that that group is probably, like, one of the probably the most disrespectful group of campers um, because they're obviously getting closer to that age of challenging authority. So those of you out there who have your own kids, beware the danger that lies ahead. Like, I'm not even kidding, though. I had the feeling that group four slash five was actually the same group of campers who wrote the anonymous feedback on the camp you know by saying that they should be given the options to do quote-unquote whatever they want at camp yeah so about the camp feedback um that sort of was kind of a new thing to me like yeah uh so yeah there's so there's feedback provided by campers which I did not know and I kind of knew that we staff had to put in our own feedback as well um, I'll talk about the staff feedback some other time but for now I just want to talk about the camper feedback um, so the assistant directors 
you know, two of them, and the camp manager himself. Um, they would collect paper feedback from all groups of campers to write down anything at all they liked about the camp, disliked any, like, changes, recommendations, suggest suggestions, etc., etc., yeah, so, you know, like, if they wanted to, like, suggest, like, certain events or activities take place at camp, then they're welcome to, like, write that down. Um, the feedback didn't necessarily have to be anonymous, because I saw some of the campers, particularly within that group 4 slash 5, like, put down their names, so you knew who was, who was giving out the feedback. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think one girl within that group, 4 slash 5, said that um, she wanted, like, campers to be more respectful of one another, you know, to treat, treat each other with kindness, you know, something like that. Like, that's how she, like, wrote it for a 9-year-old, um, and she did put her name down, so it technically wasn't anonymous because we know that she was the one who wrote it. Yeah, and I think they had the option to, like, write more than one thing, so if it's just that one thing of we want campers to be nicer to each other, then that girl could have easily written something else as well anonymously, but no, she just chose to write that one thing, you know, have the campers be nicer to each other, and yeah, she did put her name down, and this girl is actually the older sister of one of my 1B campers, that 1B camper in my group being this young boy who had initially been introduced to us as a new camper at some point. Um, this kid whom I've talked about previously being an Irish kid, that both he and his sister have Irish spellings of their first names. And, and their mom was usually the one who would come to pick them up. Their mom herself looks like an Irish-American woman, and their grandfather would be the one who would come to pick them up in a construction truck, and he would speak with an Irish accent. So, yeah, that's how I knew that he was the grandfather to these two kids. But I noticed, but this boy's water bottle, this boy in my group 1B, I would see that in his water bottle that his last name sounded Italian so that got me thinking that maybe both this kid and his sister are both Irish Italian and the Italian being like on their father's side yeah so but that this boy sort of considers him more so considers himself to be Irish than like Italian because he would often say it you know when the art specialists would come to our classroom to do like art projects like this kid would mention sometimes that he's Irish and that one time of the international day project thing um one one of the projects was for the campers to create a passport well a fake one that is to like describe which country they would like to visit um this kid I think said that he wanted to like go to Ireland or something so yeah yeah so my point is that this kid's sister that girl in group four slash five um 
she put her name down on that feedback paper you know just on the piece of paper that is just saying all campers should just learn to be nicer to each other something like that so yeah so it technically wasn't anonymous since that girl put her name down but um yeah I think some of the other campers did choose to put down their names like I don't think any of the campers you know generally speaking knew what it is what it means to be anonymous like you don't have to like put your name down but I mean I guess maybe the assistant directors or the camp manager didn't explain that clearly but I mean you know it's just kids being kids so obviously they just like to like put their names down on everything so I mean I guess it didn't really matter at all so yeah so that girl saying have all campers be nice to each other or you know just talk to them if they're not being nice to anyone you know something like that so that girl putting down that feedback was one example of the feedback of camp that you know I guess maybe in our mind she's saying that we staff should try our best to ensure that all campers are learning to get along well with each other like yeah just like try to ensure that they're everyone is getting along for the most part yeah and um yeah so that was one feedback that was original and most of the other feedback that the black that the two assistant directors and the camp manager noticed was that there's some of the campers within that particular group four slash five you know, kind of repeating themselves in the aspect of saying, we should have the choice to do whatever we want. Like, we should be given the choice to, like, sit out during, like, certain camp activities, you know, blah, 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 etc., etc. And so the black assistant director kind of put two and two together to realize that this kind of feedback was coming from the group four slash five campers, you know, writing this stuff down about having the choice to do quote-unquote whatever they want. And um, he and the female assistant director agree that this generation of kids and young people are probably the most disrespectful bunch ever. And yeah, the black assistant director, like I just mentioned, um, he's in his late 30s. Um, so just a few years older than the camp manager himself. Um he too is married with two small kids of his own and he would and during my lunch break in their office I would hear him tell the female assistant directors some few stories about how when he was younger that there was a time where kids were respectful of authority and didn't like challenge adults like nowadays it's kind of an unfortunate thing that happens very often um more often than it's really supposed to yeah I do agree with him that it's pretty sad and unfortunate because you know I personally don't understand why these kids would be registered for a summer camp if they didn't want to like participate in most of the activities and events like or if they're gonna be disrespectful to their authority leaders like that is the whole point of summer camp, if you think about it. It's to engage in all the activities in front of you and to make friends and, 
yeah, we all have all the activities for you to take part in. So you really don't have the right to request to do whatever you want or to choose to sit out of these activities. Like, no, you can't do whatever the hell you want at a summer camp. Like, there's a reason why you're registered for summer camp to take part of all the activities right there in front of you and all the things that are provided for you by us staff members you know they're fun and engaging and they're ways for you to make friends like you just need to learn to be more respectful of your elders and your authority figures like yeah i'm just talking about the group four slash five campers specifically because they're mostly the ones writing this kind of bs down like we want to do whatever we want at camp and it's kind of apparent that some of these kids are come from homes where apparently respect isn't something taught to them by their parents or guardian and you know that's a real shame i'm gonna rant more about this in another future episode obviously not right now um yeah i kind of agree that our generation is filled with whiny disrespectful young people and that Unfortunately, parents and guardians aren't teaching them well enough because, you know, as a child, you obviously wouldn't disrespect your teacher when you're at school. Um, so what makes you think that you should disrespect your camp counselor or activity specialist when you're at a summer camp? And um, what did your parents have you sign up registered for camp for if you don't want to like take part in any of the activities because you're just lazy and stubborn and just want to sit it out like right like what is the whole point of that like but you know then again that's why you have the behavior specialist woman to like get into your minds and to figure out like what their deal is like why don't we want to take part in an activity the at camp that your parents had you registered for like Legit makes no sense at all. Like, but anyway, though it wasn't it wasn't a complete loss. Like, the talent show turned out to be amazing, while the video and photo compilation of it, which was presented on the smart screen device in the gym, like, I don't know what it's called. You know, the smart screen device. Um. Uh, the black, but the black assistant director was able to have his laptop connected to the screen thing, and it was able to provide perfect video and audio quality. Every single camp group was called to assemble to the gym along with the counselors and staff members, including specialists. Again, this took place on my birthday, August 5th. We all just watched the video of it. Um, the video consisted of not only the dance moves to the songs that we chose, um, but also every single camp activity and event that we ever took part in, including the Camp Olympics week, with all the campers divided into their assigned team colors and stuff. Um, it also included a few video clips of cap of the capture the flag game played during the olympics week um capture the flag as i mentioned before was one of the games that was a bit difficult to plan initially um 
because the black assistant director once said that it's a hard game to play indoors. Um, there was one day that week where it was just extremely humid outside. Um, so all activities needed to take place indoors at the gym where it was nice and cool. Well, cold. <laughs> Um, but the black assistant director made a good point that Capture the Flag was a game that was physically hard to play inside the gym um, because the gym wasn't really that large enough to set up the jail and stuff like that. Um, so one of the days on one of the days that week where it was less humid, um, the they were able to like play the game outdoors after all like in front of the school building um like right there on the grass you know it's the same grass area where we all stood on during the morning and afternoon dismissal times and um let me just <laughs> give myself a quick water break right here sorry <laughs> and I'm back yeah and during that time um the music specialist asked me to record a few clips of the game with her camera tripod um while she was using her phone as a camera and she also had a tripod where she could like stand it down on the sidewalk area and like capture footage of the game. And she wanted to get very clear footage to incorporate into the video for the talent show presentation. And so, yeah, with her phone, um, before she put it on the tripod, though, um, she wanted me to take her phone and to take a lot of pictures and or videos and I was able to take as many pictures as well as a few 15 to 30 second clips of the game I gave her as many of the pictures and videos of the game as she needed and it was all that she needed to put into the video um the video presentation itself was 30 minutes long and it really was just a video slash photo compilation of every single one of us here at camp including the assistant directors themselves and the camp manager himself every single one of us had fun in all the activities and festivities even during the specialists classes and such you know like our projects during art class projects during stem class you know sports you know all of that was included in the video as well so yeah the town show was basically a way of displaying all the campers fun and hard work throughout their seven week camp program you know the dumont camp yeah not just only the choreography through to our selected songs 
like the Moana song, for example, for my group 1B. Yeah, it wasn't just that, but it was many others as well, like all the activities and such, like Camp Olympics. Yeah, it was my first time working at the YWCA, um, but I finally began to see the importance of the talent show in that regard and how hard the music specialist worked to capture every single moment of it on camera and to make a wonderful presentation out of video presentation I mean out of it yeah so I wasn't entirely sure why the group four slash five campers were giving her a hard time about participating in the talent show yeah I definitely agreed that they had no right to be disrespectful to this poor girl like it made me feel very sorry for her to have to put up with all that as a specialist yeah But, you know, at least they apologized to her like the camp manager did. And, you know, he laid down the law that they should be respectful to all staff members. Like, you have no excuse to be disrespectful. Like, you know, like to your authority leaders at camp or at school or at home. Like, yeah. But, yeah, anyway, that, you know, the talent show, that took place on my birthday. So, yeah, while the while the campers were watching the video presentation in the gym, um, yeah, I think we had the female camp manager, you know, the Hispanic woman who serves as the director of youth development. Um, she was the one in there in the gym watch supervising these campers as they watched the movie. I mean, the video talent show presentation um so yeah at the same time that that was going on the camp manager conspired with my fellow co-workers including the two assistant camp directors to surprise me with the yellow ice cream cake and sing happy birthday to me in the office of the two assistant directors the cake they got for me i think was at one of the local um bakeries right there around the Dumont area um I totally forgot to ask exactly where they got that cake from um but yeah I think it was like at a local shop right or something I do not remember honestly all I just know is that the cake looked super nice (laughs) yeah they all sang to me the camp manager asked me to come into the office really quickly and You know, I did, and that's when I saw the beautiful cake, and I literally started laughing my ass off, and they all sang to me, because it was just hilarious. Like, I appreciated it, and I really loved it as well. Um, The black guy counselor for Group 4 slash 5, you know, he's their lead counselor. Uh, He was the one who volunteered to cut a slice of cake for each one of us um because i don't think that i myself am any good at cutting out cake and to be honest i always get a little bit squeamish whenever i like try to hold a knife because i legit do not want to like stab myself and yeah or anybody or (laughs) yeah but anyway he was able to cut a slice for each and every single one of us including me and I was able to take the rest of the cake home with me. Like, when my dad came to pick me up that day, um, 
I kind of asked the camp manager to help me um, bring the cake to um, my family um, Nissan Pathfinder. Um, yeah, and my dad also helped to put the cake properly inside of the car so it didn't like fall or slip or whatnot. And yeah, that was the very first time ever that my dad was able to physically meet the camp manager in the flesh like yeah the camp manager introduced himself to my dad and yeah he was whom he was who my dad talked to that one time on the phone when my dad was kind of confused about my um payment like why well, I'm not getting paid enough kind of thing so yeah I had that camp manager like explain to him over the phone like how the payment worked like it was every two Fridays, and so my dad was ha happy to, like, meet this guy for the first time in person and thanked him for helping me put the cake neatly and properly into my car, like, well, our car without having it spilled. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was a good thing for us then. And also that Friday also happened to be Pizza Friday as well. So, yeah. During lunch, every one of us got a slice of pizza. Like I explained previously, like how we did with Pizza Fridays, um, the campers were always served first. And um, we always had lunch in the um, gym set up as the cafeteria, like with the, when the custodians would take out the tables and benches. And um, each camper ate with their assigned camp groups and assigned counselors so they couldn't like mingle with other groups of campers um yeah so for my group 1b specifically um since there were about 24 campers you would have at least half the class that did order pizza and when they did order pizza um the female assistant director would give out a list of campers who actually did order pizza like either it was only one slice or two slices and it was paid for by their parents and guardians like to get only one slice or two slices and so we counselors would be in charge of distributing those slices of pizza so even if a camper ordered two slices they would only be served one at a time like they had to finish that first slice first completely before they could get to the second slice and while waiting for the second slice they needed to be patient like you know like yeah and um obviously we would wear gloves while distributing that like we wouldn't obviously use our bare hands like before distributing food like pizza we obviously had to wear gloves to do so like to pass out the plates and such <laughs> obviously and since it was for the whole entire camp groups um the camp managers and the camp assistant directors would be the ones to order at least i don't know i guess 30 boxes of pizza or I don't know, because there was a total of 120-something campers at camp, so I guess maybe about 100 slices. And it's all from a local pizzeria around the Dumont area, so yeah.
So yeah, I talked about that that one time. So yeah, that day was Pizza Friday. Um, and then we staff members would help ourselves to only one slice in the office of the two assistant directors. So yeah, I would help myself to one slice. And there was only one slice only. I wasn't sure why we staff couldn't get a second slice, you know. Yeah, but that was up to the assistant directors, like the black assistant director. Like, that was up to him to decide that. Um, But for the most part, we always got only one slice. You know, we staff. Yeah, including the assistant director himself, the Hispanic girl, camp manager, and also the Hispanic woman when she comes over. The Hispanic woman who serves as the director of youth development. Like, yeah. Yeah, so that was a fun day overall at camp. Um, the whole viewing of the talent show video, um, as well as celebrating my birthday in the assistant director's office. Yeah, this all took place during the time before the afternoon dismissal. Like, like the last 30 minutes before the afternoon dismissal, so... It was the very last thing on all the campers' schedule of activities for the day. And I mentioned before that I kind of changed into a small flowery dress that I'd worn before on my 21st birthday. Yeah, that morning when I first arrived at camp. Um, before my dad came over to pick me up, I had to quickly change back into my regular t-shirt and shorts that I'd been Worrying before I left the house this morning so that my dad didn't know that I changed into something else. I was secretly brought the change of clothes with me to camp, generally speaking, especially when it came time for swimming at the Dumont Swim Club, which I had done that day, especially like, you know, just every day, generally speaking, like when we would have swimming class that I would wear my swimsuit underneath my regular clothes and, you know, my shorts, so, yeah. And you guys obviously know the rest of that story on my birthday. Like, I went out to eat at Olive Garden with my family um, because that is my favorite restaurant ever. I can't help myself. I am a pasta lover, and I feel like that'll be my main food craving if I ever do get pregnant someday like i'm gonna drive my future husband up a wall with that kind of craving and i'm gonna hope that he sticks by me and fulfills my earthly desires <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah anyway so that is the end of this episode for now i know i promised that i wouldn't ramble so much but y'all know me i love to talk so much about lots of stuff that i really suck at keeping true to my word when it comes to doing my show that is um in the next episode after this um i would like to talk a little bit more about each one of my co-workers at the ywca you know as well, it's my former ones at the YMCA, you know, just like how fun it was for me to work alongside them, even just for the summer. I am not going to go into detail about my experience at the Hackensack Recreation Center yet, because um, it's just not the time yet. Um, 
I do promise that I'll get to that episode some other day in at a future point in time. Um, yeah, but you know, I'll just say that you know, I'm I'm a very easy person to get along with. Um, I work very well with other people. Um, um, I get along with just about everybody, and you know, I'm easy to work with. Um, because it's especially like 99.9% of the time I do not even know what the hell I'm doing like I legit do not know what I'm doing um so I kind of tend to rely on other people who actually do know what the hell they're doing or pretending that they know what they're doing so yeah, that was the case with me in both times at the YMCA and the YWCA. Like, I had to be with someone who actually knows what they're doing, who knows their routines and stuff. So, me, I'm just, like, going along with it. Because, you know, why not? And so, yeah. That's really all there is for this episode. Um... If you have any questions, comments, or general feedback about my show, um, constructive feedback, that is, um, please don't be afraid to hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and anywhere else in social media. I am very active on Instagram, and I have two accounts. My personal, which is Summer Girl of 97, that's S-U-M-M-E-R-G-I-R-L-O-F-9-7, Summer Girl of 97, and my professional account, which is Sarah underscore journalist, um, that's my name, Sarah with an H, do not forget that, underscore and the word journalist. In the meantime, I wish y'all an amazing week. Stay safe, stay warm, and I hope 2023 treats y'all great.